Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Cheryl Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, including right below Joe Soro. Right there, aka Ox1947, go ahead and hit that subscribe button today so you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live right here on YouTube at Lakers Fast Break. Plus, if you can go ahead and check out our latest episodes of Inside Sports Fantasy Football, none other than Joe Soro again shares his thoughts on the fantasy football world on this week's episode. It's already dropped wherever you get your podcasts and also on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel and this weekend. I've got a great interview lined up for the Pop Culture Cosmos, talking about all the problems behind the scenes at All Elite Wrestling. So go ahead and check it out today. And also go ahead and support the great folks at Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com, and of course the great folks that support us right there at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. The list gets longer and longer, but that's always a good thing. I do want to mention a couple of notes before we start the show. Rafael Barlow, I wanted to go ahead and give our friend of the show, Rafael Barlow, from the NBA Big Board, a huge props, huge big thumbs up, because this week, he, not Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN, he broke the story of the number one and number two prospects for the NBA's 2023 draft, Victor Webbiama and Scoot Henderson, facing off. In early October, here next to me in Henderson, Nevada, at the Dollar Loan Center Arena, that's coming up on the fourth and sixth of next month. He actually broke the story. He should be getting the credit. I know all the trades out there gave Jonathan Gavoni credit on that, but he dropped it after learning about it from Rafael Barlow because Rafael Barlow got the word first, and actually he found out if you checked out his latest podcast on the NBA Big Board late last week. So. Big props to him on dropping that big knowledge about a potential really, really important upcoming games 
couple of games between the teams that support the number one and number two draft choices. So that'll be really cool to see. I'm hoping to get tickets myself when they go on sale or see if I can get a pass or something like that. So hopefully I will be able to get you some more insight into that as the days come up, because that is really going to be something important to see for NBA draft insiders. And secondly, it's your last chance out there, everyone. Please go ahead and send me any questions or thoughts coming up here on the Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. If you have any questions for me, because I'm going to be having my interview, I'm going to tape with Stephen Leckert, one of the executive producers of Legacy, the true story of the LA Lakers on Hulu. That's coming up on this weekend for us right here. I'm going to drop it right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But guys... I know this is going to be a fun episode, but Laker Tom has made a special request, so I'm going to honor it before we go ahead and get to the fun stuff in regards to our favorite and the best Laker teams of all time. We've got an hour on the slate, so I thought we'd go ahead and devote a little bit of time to what Laker Tom has indicated has gone down this week, that wonderful press conference, which Joe and I kind of glossed over because really, we all know it was for show, the supposed good feelings now between Russell Westbrook, who attended the press conference of Patrick Beverly, how he's super excited Patrick Beverly is to go ahead and be part of the Lakers and seeing what's going on there and how he's going to be able to call out anything that's going on and speak out against it, which we know he will do. But we all know this is going to go south if it does go south anywhere soon or anytime soon. Your thoughts, Laker Tom, on what's going on? Because it looks more and more like Russell Westbrook is going to be part of this opening day roster. You know, it's, it's a fascinating situation because in, in many respects, the Lakers have done a master class job of, of convincing everybody almost except for me that they're going to bring Russell Westbrook back. And you can understand why they would like teams to feel that way. You want to have teams come to you with a deal and, Basically, the Lakers have told everybody they're not going to give two draft picks for the deals that are out there. I wouldn't. The big question, though, is that what are the alternatives? You know, that that becomes really the, the difficult thing to look at. Where would the Lakers be if they if they bring Westbrook back? First of all, they, there's real problems with the roster that they have because the only trading chip they have left to use is Russell Westbrook. So if they bring him back, then they're not, they're not, there's nothing else they can really do with this lineup. And so what you've got is a lineup where the top 10 players don't have a single guy who shot within 2%, who shot over 35.9%. That's LeBron from three-point range. The league average is 37.3%. We have 10 players that are two points or more below that. LeBron and AD are the starting power forward and small forward. We have nobody but minimum salary guys who are totally untested and totally unproven and who can't shoot as their primary backups. These are the two most important positions there. And we've got a starting center who's never really had a full season as a starting center. Um, so you've got, you've got a team that's got some really great, terrific weaknesses, and, and you can't improve them because – the only way you can improve them is by breaking down that $47 million that Ross has. So we're at a, we're at a point where basically the Lakers are telling everybody, Hey, we're going to bring Russ back. We're not going to give up two picks for it to move him. 
And that means that if anybody's interested in making a deal with the Lakers, they got to come back with a proposal for one pick. Um, then you've got finally the, the Russell Westbrook versus Patrick Beverly situation where, where Wendy actually has said that there's no way these two guys can play together. This, this is going to be just, you know, it, it's, it's like lighting dynamite in your whole training camp and everything. So, It'll be interesting to see what does happen. Um, one of the problems that the Lakers have is if they don't do anything with with Russ this offseason, they have two other options. So the first option is midseason. Um, they almost have to trade him at midseason. And I think what the Lakers are thinking in their heads, if, if they're really holding a hold on, they're, they're thinking – Okay, if somebody's willing to give us a good deal for a bunch of players for one pick, then we'll do that. But we're not going to do two. And our backup plan is that we're going to hope that uh, that the Nets explode, implode, and that Kyrie will be available by trade at midseason. And Russ for Kyrie is probably the only, you know, and maybe one pick is the only way that that Boston, that uh, uh, Brooklyn can get out of that situation. So I think that's the backup plan that the Lakers are hoping will happen if if nobody breaks and says that they'll they'll give the Lakers what they want and they only they'll take one pick. Um, we got what 18 19 days before training camp. <laughs> I think it'll happen that all the way and I think that up till opening day there's still a chance that Russ gets traded. And it's because I mean look at what we'll have next summer. We'll have three we'll have 35 million dollars in cap space. That's not enough to sign Kyrie. And we'll have three draft picks on draft day that we could trade the 2023 pick, which is ours, which if we tank this season, which it looks like we're doing, if we put Russ in there, that could be a number nine pick like it was this year. So, you know, um, but the problem is, is that how do you trade for Russ next summer? Because you don't have, all you have is free agents, free agents and minimum salary players. You know, the only two guys under contract are LeBron and AD. You don't even have enough minimum salary players to put together to mount up to get to trade for Kyrie. I mean, you're really in a bad situation because you you actually don't have any of those players who make between six and, and 20 or $30 million. So uh, you have to go out and probably buy players that you can then flip for Kyrie in some sort of deal. And, I, and it's a doable deal or maybe somebody else would jump up like Kyrie, but that's the gamble I think that the Lakers are taking that, that, you know, they, they want to see if they can hope, get somebody to offer just one pick. And if they can't do that, then they're shooting for Kyrie. Um, and that's that's a big gamble. That is a big gamble indeed. But also here today to talk about that real quickly before we get into the fun stuff. Good man indeed. He is a part of the LakersBall.com community. It is Joe Soro and Joe Soro. Good to have you here. Laker Tom, by the way, you can catch him as the number one blogger in all of Lakers land at Lakerholics.com. Joe, anything you really want to retort back? I mean, for me, I just think that there's not enough available to go ahead and give the draft picks on. There's just the, the choices are out there. I just don't think are worth giving up your future on that. And if you still want to go ahead and trade Russell Westbrook, great. It can only make your team better. Because I think otherwise it's going to be great fodder for us behind the scenes going on every day at practice. Which actually I'm kind of thinking almost masochistically that might actually be better for our show. Masochistically. Wow, that's a nice word. 
try. I was thinking of something that you know. I, I know Laker fans are in for a lot of pain by that, but my gosh, it would make for great content, won't it? I don't think they've. I think a lot of Laker fans don't really realize what's about what's about to come. I think they're trying to look in a positive. They're, it's always that excitement of the beginning of the year, and then it's going to quickly go south. This is this is going to go south quick. I'm predicting it's going to be quick. Usually the uh, Lakers. I'm following that prediction, my friend. Yeah, usually the the, the Lakers. It, it takes a minute for them to kind of show themselves. Like last year, it took about three weeks before they we really knew who they were. Four weeks, and then we were in denial for about two months. And then finally, I think it was that Atlanta game on the road that they lost. And then that was it. That was I remember that was it. I was like on Lakers ball. I'm like this team is toast. Uh, it doesn't matter if this will become the Lakers official gossip channel. How about that? <laughs> it will be the come to this show and at least cry laugh instead of just crying. <laughs> like <laughs> you're funny, but I'm sad. You don't think it's going to go good, Joe? Oh, with no the, way. No, no. If, <laughs> if it was, there was a small chance that they had here. And they they may still have a small chance, but it would take massive cojones from, let's say, Darvin Ham. So this is where Darvin Ham can really show his skill set. Uh, if they go into it two, three weeks in and they're just getting shellacked, uh, he 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 I, I would I would like to see Darvin uh storm to to the to genie's office and say i want this guy i want i want westbrook off my team i want him off this team i want him well, sent home you know I, can I, can I, can I just say something? the worst position to try to trade him then you know I well mean, but can i, I say I something can i just say something ahead, real quick i just want to say this if this continues with a patrick beverly and russell westbrook backcourt that you're going to start at the beginning of the season this as it pertains to their history, as it pertains to their careers heading into the season, as it pertains to all the analytics and what is ever driving the thought processes of everyone out there that's analyzing this, including us here at the Lakers Fast Break, this is going to be what it looks like on the surface. Like you said, if it goes south, like a, uh, I guess, a NBA version of a car accident where you just can't help but roll down the window and watch. I actually don't. Don't do that when I'm I, on I the do. freeway. I don't do that on the freeway Sorry. because I don't want to be that guy. Well, that not slows on the freeway, but down. No, and, on the and, uh, roads. What about on the regular roads? No, the well, regular roads. You're, you're, if you're stopped and you're slowly you getting, two? if you're slowly stopping, that that, that doesn't count. On YouTube. That doesn't count. That's not the same. You're not. You're not talking about the same thing there. The, yeah, but the we're, guy, talking, we're talking about the Lakers being the, the guy being already one of those accidents that you can't help but look at. Patrick Beverly has already said something stupid. He hasn't even been here a day. <laughs> okay, they're here playing with me. I made the playoffs last year. That's what he actually said. And 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 you this know, that's wasn't what they want. That's this wasn't want. me. This wasn't me. This wasn't me. Watching the press conference and watching Access Sportsnet because I can't. I can't watch that guy. It's going to be extremely difficult. I can cheer for Westbrook. I could, and I, I, I can cheer for him. I just don't like Patrick Beverly. Now, 
the reality here is this is going to exp- implode very quickly. And it's, it has it is, all the signs. That's and why it I has, said. and it's already the, 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 it's there, guys. It, nothing's. It's Pat's not going to get better. First time he, he plays Matador defense. You we know watched it. the second half of the, of the of the season last year when 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 LeBron was playing like he was thirty. It's not. It's not. We don't have anybody that can complement their uh, AD and LeBron right now. They, there's not no one there that really complements those guys' game. How? How are you gonna? How? What? 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 I don't. I don't see where. I. I, I don't. I don't know. I need to get it explained to me. But I know this. I know what I'm looking at. I know who these guys are, and I, I don't. I, it's just not going to be good. Other than pure entertainment, that's it. They built. They built a roster that didn't have quality volume three point shooting from anywhere, and one of the reasons that they did that, they built the roster that they used free agency for getting younger and getting more athletic and so forth and not for shooting is because you can't get shooters who are any good at volume shooters on minimum salaries. So they knew they had to get those people from the Russell Westbrook trade. So they did everything to build all around this trade. They're now, you know, it's going to come down to one of two things. Either they've done a terrific job PRing this whole thing and, and positioning themselves and they're going to end up either, giving in and giving somebody two picks or having somebody come back and take one pick and a, and a, and a swap or something like that. They're either going to be successful in this or they're going to punt till Kyrie in, in, in the off or in the trade deadline. But they, the other side of it is that they put so many different criteria that they aren't willing to do. And so many different motives. Uh, they're say, are they saving money for free agency? Are they trying to make sure that they don't pay any more tax? Are they trying to save draft picks in order to do like the Mavericks are doing, realizing that they need to have three or four picks? I mean, it makes sense that having three picks next year will give you a lot of power. It doesn't make sense if you have three picks and you don't have anybody to trade. You don't have any tr- contracts that you can trade for. How tall is Joe? John McKeelian is saying he should get the final roster spot. We could all use the bodies that we can get this season. So I think that so I'm saying we could use all the bodies we can get this season. LOL. So yes, uh, Joe Soro has been officially nominated for the final roster spot for the Lakers fast break. Paul Thierry says fire Palenka and Darvin Ham. They came up with this Westbrook love fest. Darvin Ham, you can't fire because you just hired him. You got to at least give him <laughs> some time to go ahead and, and coach the team. You didn't even let him get him out of the stables, man. Yeah. Out, you're done. They're building. They're building the whole team around what Darvin Ham wants, except that they aren't going to have any shooters, man. I mean, <laughs> but Polinka, Polinka, yeah. at thirty-five point nine percent is the best three-point shooter we have on the I team. I don't know why that. I don't know why that's funny. I mean, we got done. ten guys. The top he's, ten guys can't he, shoot worth a list. He hasn't even coached anything yet. Good one, Paul. You've really done a uh, wow, play with fun. yourself brutal. on this one. With that I coach. thought I was brutal. Oh man, that would be. I, I, I got a thought of that when I read it. I imagine Jeannie and, and, and Rob going into training at uh, Darwin. Uh, yeah, we're gonna let you go. Sorry, I know you've never coached yet, but we we decided to go a different route. I think that would 
That would be a really good troll move on the Lakers to do something like that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it almost sounded like the way that Jeannie recalls her father firing Phil Jackson. So the the, now, the we are gonna we are I am gonna trade Shaq and by the way you won't be around here anyway to worry about it. Allegedly, the conversation went sort of like this with Shaq and Doctor Bus. Uh, Shaq wanted thirty million. Again, Doctor Bus said, "I I can only give you twenty, and if you're not gonna accept twenty, sorry, big guy, I gotta trade you." And the reason why he got rid of Phil was because he was deathly afraid he was going to lose Kobe. Why? Because, and I'm, I believe Elgin Baylor, guys, I don't believe Kobe on this one. Kobe, I think, told him he was coming to the Clippers and then reneged because we found out, unfortunately, after Kobe passed, that Jerry West had convinced Kobe not to go play for Donald Sterling. So there was this whole thing going on. Where Dr. Bus, and see, that's the difference between a Dr. Bus and anyone else, right? And I can't, you can't expect people to be certain people. I mean, that's just not realistic. But Dr. Bus was already in his guys. Shaq is kind of checked out already. Phil and Kobe are not getting along. I can't lose Kobe. Kobe is the man. Kobe is about to explode. I gotta, I gotta keep that guy. And that's, I think, you know, there was a focus, there was, there was a knowledge, there was everything. And uh, the fact that Jerry West told Kobe not to go play for Donald Sterling, that in itself, shoot, there's a hundred things, but that for, that's like, that should be the, the, the stamp forever and ever and ever to never, ever say a bad word about Jerry West to never take away his seats. And like I said, in the last two shows ago, not even if he's dead, that mm-hmm. seat still belongs to Jerry West because that That's seat doesn't, ex- doesn't exist without Jerry West. So we're run, unfortunately, by people who aren't capable of, I guess, doing things when there's pressure. They were fine at the beginning because there wasn't really a lot of pressure. You got Kobe. I'm sorry. You got LeBron and then AD. got the AD trade, which, I don't, again, I don't consider that a, a, a special talent. That's an obvious thing that, you could, that anybody could have done. And now when the you know what hit the fan now it's like it just keeps going down and down and down and down and down and down and tom i know you guys have been talking about the trade deadline this goes back to my i'm gonna have to see it and until then i don't believe it they haven't rod hasn't showed me he knows how to get a deal done when it matters and i am going to continue to believe that to the trade deadline he won't be able to make a trade at the deadline regardless. So that's why I was saying, I think you should just sit Russell Westbrook and let, let's just call it a not call it, call it a career as a Laker. Yeah, and, they're not going to do that. Apparently yeah. they, they don't believe in that. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Here's something that, that, that you learn in business and I think really applies in this situation. And that is that winning the deal is more important than winning the negotiation. And what I mean by that is that if you have a pathway that can really help the team elevate and be in not only a better team right now, but add players who are in the same timeline as Anthony Davis so that they can be assets moving forward and you can improve yourself dramatically, maybe get a chance to make it the playoffs, but also have all of a sudden have tools, players on multi-year contracts that you can that you can trade and, and have some flexibility rather than just being a team that completely redoes its entire roster every year, you know, which is what we've done. We have no continuity and we have, we have no, we're not building out anything at this point in time. And the most important thing in my mind is that, and I believe the Lakers if in their heart believe that Miles Turner and Buddy Heald are uh, two players who could make the team with a healthy LeBron and AD have a lot have a shot at winning a championship. And they're two players who both in the timeline of, of Anthony Davis, they, that you can build together. I think they would give the Lakers the best defensive front court in the NBA. And that's a deal that they can probably make with two draft picks. They're trying to get it for one draft pick. I'm hoping in the end that they get that deal, but, but I think that, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers always shoot for the fences. They always swing for the fences even though Russ didn't work as a third superstar, and even though Kyrie's going to take away touches from LeBron or AD, they want a third superstar. LeBron wants a third superstar. The Lakers want a third superstar. I think that the goal is, is if I, I think the reason that they're going to possibly pass on, on pushing Utah, and there's a deal to be made with Utah that brings you a whole bunch of wings, which we don't have, that we could make, as well as the deal with the Pacers. Both of those deals could be great transition deals for the Lakers to put them in a better position for the future as as a team, both as a basketball team talent-wise and dealing with the cap problems moving forward and the opportunities. So we'll just have to see what happens. The Lakers, 
the Lakers have done as good a job as you could of convincing people that this is the path they're going down. Um, now we just have to see whether that works, whether anybody responds to it, whether the, the Pacers or the uh, Jazz will respond and, and give the Lakers some sort of deal so that they can move forward and get rid of Russ. Um, if they don't, just like Joe said, we're in serious trouble. I think we're in serious trouble, but again, you know, when you, everybody's talking about these trades with Indiana or also as well with Utah, they're talking about, oh yeah, with these trades, we might be in fifth or sixth in the Western Conference. That's just not good enough. Not to give up your future for those save those picks for another day. If they want to go ahead and trade for Russell Westbrook's contract and get forty-seven million off the books come twenty twenty-three, fine, go ahead straight up. But wasting those picks on those players, those rotational players, just for a fifth or sixth place team that would get bounced out in the first round of NBA playoffs or even a second round at best. Yeah, but the the team that we've got right now, the roster that we have right now, you realize that what if they keep Russell, they're really they're really almost tanking. That's the closest oh, thing you can do as a Laker to tank because I'm not disagreeing. They have no with shooting. You. They have no backups for LeBron and AD. They have no trading chips to get anybody better. The only thing that they could, there's only one player out there, Kyrie, who at the trade deadline could be a target of theirs. They're not going to trade for Miles Turner or or Bogdanovich at that point in time because they're not going to waste a pick to a guy that they're not going to sign. So basically, they're going to keep Russ all the way through. If they can't trade him for Kyrie, they'll keep him for the rest of the year and let him walk and then hope that they can use their cap space and then three draft picks to try to put together a deal for a superstar or, or anything at that point. The only miracle, the only miracle that would, that would help is if some weird thing happened with, let's say Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal. And they're like, I'm tired of Portland. I I don't want out of here. Isn't that that today's NBA? Yeah. It would have to be, yeah, it would have to be something. That's what they're betting on. But they can't bet. They're not betting just on Kyrie. They're betting that other people will pop up because that's what's been happening in the NBA. I, I don't know. I, I've noticed though that when you're paying somebody 50, 60 million now, I, I don't know if they're going to be doing that as much. Yeah, but that's a lot of money. Two years of new contract, new TV contracts going to come in. I don't think they'll be as uh, blatant. I think when they start getting 50 and 60 mil, they're going to be very, they're going to be more diplomatic. Well, let's get into all the good stuff right now that we wanted okay. to talk about because, again, we do this every single episode. We talk about the missed opportunities, the opportunities that we do have, the opportunities that we think we shouldn't take. We should take. off our shoulders. Yes. Let's go ahead and talk about something fun right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I mean, we could be all those other Laker podcasts that keep regurgitating the same Russell Westbrook subjects, the same Patrick Beverly subjects each and every time out. We try to do something here different at the Lakers fast break. And before we get into that, I want to go ahead and mention Paul and Wes. You guys have been incredible in the chat. I truly want to give you a big props. John McCallion as well. Wish you could be on the show, my friend. Maybe you're watching football or whatnot, but hoping you can go ahead and join us on an upcoming episode whenever you're available. LeBron is almost 40s. Paul Terry says the Lakers should go all in. I get that, but if it's only going to get you a fifth or sixth in the Western Conference with the moves that they're talking about with Indiana and Utah, giving up your future. Yeah, don't tell me 
do not tell me that you're going to top over those loaded teams with a Miles Turner. That's just not going to get it done. It's just not enough. You, and like LeBron you even said, said, and LeBron himself said, "Get me to the playoffs with a healthy Anthony Davis, and we'll be fine." I'll buy that one. I'll buy that one a little bit, but and who else? Who else is the better? It's still going to be the hard. Pacers pick. Well, let's the Pacers pick. Simply put. Gives you the other two starters the Lakers need right now next to LeBron AD and Patrick Beverly. It's a perfect trade. There's still a lot of talk about, and we still have weeks left. The LeBron mini camp is still yet to arrive before the real training camps begin. Thank you so much for Paul to for the Good kind point, words. Paul. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you so much to Paul and Wes for the great words. And also thank you so much to John as well for the great words as well. He's working and grinding out as he's saying as usual, looking forward to joining us in an upcoming episode. So we are looking forward to it as well. Paul says, great show. We truly appreciate it. If you think this is a great show, hopefully you'll subscribe to us on YouTube. Looking to go ahead and rise in the ranks of the Laker podcast as we're already one of the best Lakers podcasts, according to player.fm. Also Podacy. And also Feedspot. So really appreciate those entities treating us as one of the best Laker podcasts that are out there. But, oh, mini camp in San Diego. Let's go crash it. Yep, let's go crash it indeed. Absolutely. I love to be in San Diego. Believe me, with my AC monitoring right now by Nevada Power to be shut off between 5 and 8 p.m., I'm sitting mm-hmm. at 83 degree heat right now. I cannot have my fan on because of the noise. Believe me. The place I would be like to be right now is definitely in San Diego. So absolutely indeed. Thank you so much as well to Wes for the kind words as well. Paul says he disagrees with the Utah trade because he does. He says the deal gives us death because he imagines Bev, Beasley, Braun, A.D. Bryant, and the deep bench. Hmm. I don't know. I'm again, you know, it's all speculation at this point, unless the trade actually ends up happening. So you get Vanderbilt and Bogdanovich. Vanderbilt is not a three point shooter, but he's a great defender. But he's also young, and I think Utah wants to young. keep him. Yeah, Utah wants to keep him. No, but they'll he... give him up. They'll give him up. The thing you haven't even heard people talk about now, which is going to be the next subject, which is they're talking about picks. Wait till they start talking about unprotected picks. Basically, people are looking at all of these unprotected picks that have gone out there in these recent trades. Well, almost all of those picks, when you project them forward, they're for a team that's likely going to be a lot better than they are right now. The reason the Lakers picks have such an attraction is because those picks are going to be after LeBron and AD are gone. So those picks are going to be at a period of time where people think they could be the most valuable of the unprotected picks simply because they are for a team that is going to be sucking gas at that point in time. And, of course, the problem is the Lakers haven't even agreed that they're going to give one unprotected pick. That's a big if, Paul. I mean, with the current roster as it is now, with LeBron AD playing 70 games, carrying a huge load. Uh, and would if you be give that pick, you're going to sign the player that you traded you traded him for. They're going, to be, they're, they're going to be a 7-11 to 11 team. I'm going to say right now, but even with the trade that they made with your Utah Jazz or Indiana, I just don't see them. Getting well, aren't they set for four, what is it, 44 wins now? 44 Zero, and a half was the initial offering. And and, yeah. So, uh, well, John McKinley. <laughs> all getting all these great responses from Paul, from John, from Paul in the chat. 
truly appreciate it once again about their debate going over the Indiana and Utah. We need, we need Bogdanovich and Miles Turner both in the trade. Yes, that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Just want I keep getting my Bogdanoviches mixed up. It is Boyan Bogdanovich. Bogdan is in Atlanta. I got to get that straight. But please, Boyan makes it, it impossible to use Bogdan as the abbreviation for one of the Bogdanoviches. Well, I will say that right now, you guys have been great in the chat, and I know it's a great conversation. In fact, we will continue it on future episodes, starting with the Sunday episode. I'm sure it's going to come up again for another great half-hour talk, at the very least. And as we get closer to Joe's prognostication, if that's the case, right there for you, also as well on the season upcoming, but Laker Tom's hopes that a trade will magically be done before the start of the season and my <laughs> actually behind the scenes thinking that this could be a very good year for the Lakers fast break. If it's goes awry for the all total the chaos. Yes. The total chaos. If, if chaos happens, the Lakers fast break wins. I'll just leave it at that. Gerald Glassford is going to join it's the like, on this conspiracy. It's people. like, it's uh, like, no, it's like, heck no, no, no. Over my dead body. It's like betting. It's like betting against your favorite team. You know they're going to lose, right? You're betting against them. Yeah. And but and in that situation, negative motivation. You you win either way. If they win, your team won. If you win the bet, you know if your team loses, you won the bet. But it's not as good as betting your team's going to win and then you win. (laughs) No, no, and covering. That's that's, always that's like the glass half empty people. Okay. Well, I don't believe I don't believe in half glass stuff. Well, you know, if it's a good, All right, here comes here comes uh, Gerald's hand. That means stop. Yes, my hand, my hand, my hand. Right now, if it's a ice cold glass of water, right now, I'll take it half. I'll take it full. It doesn't really matter, indeed, because it is hot here in Vegas. But before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and touch on what I was intending for the show to be: more fun, more spirited. And a lively debate amongst everybody out there, whether you're listening, you can go ahead and send us your thoughts at Lakers Fast Break, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Blue Magic, one last thing. If the Lakers season will be mediocre, I'd rather have it go up in flames or go big or go home. I'm with the team until the wheels that fall 2023 off. 2023 draft pick could be a number one pick if we really do it good. We could be in the, the Wimbama sweepstakes. Wimbiama. Wimbiama. Yes, and I hopefully will get to see him on the October 4th. I'm waiting for tickets to be on sale. I don't think I'm going to try for passes because I know every NBA team is going to send like 500 scouts to that You game. think LeBron and AD are going to just take the season off maybe? Who knows? If it goes awry real quick, they could get, I mean, you know. If we're going to tank, let's, let's, let's really tank. Oklahoma City set the precedent there. They did indeed. But before we head on out, let's talk about our – Favorite teams of the past for Lakers lore and also the best overall Lakers team. I think we probably are going to be in unison on the best, but we'll start off with our, the actually, you know what, that's, that's what we'll do. We'll start off with the best Lakers team because that was going to be pretty much straightforward. I'll start off with you, Joe. Please let me know your thoughts on a, a, what you think on what you think the best Lakers team of all time is, and I'm hoping it is will be the 2001 team. So, pretty sure. Well, there's two things going on here, and there's uh, 2000. See, Paul agrees with me. It's it's easy to say that because that's our that's my era, right? right? Well, it's easy to say that because of the statistics in the playoffs St- and how they sure, uh, absolutely, absolutely, but. 
what we're gonna say here. Let me get my notes here. Oh my uh, gosh, I've got notes. Watch out, Laker Tom. Okay. <laughs> Let's start off with which one do you want first? And I'll I'll start with the that best. One. A favorite team will the do it. Best... Yeah, let's get everybody's choice on best first. Best okay, Lakers the best Laker team. That's that's from beginning of the year to the end is the 1986-87 team. They went 65 and 17 and they beat the Celtics in the finals. And they were winning during the regular season. They were winning games left and right by 20 and 20 points all over the place. That was from the beginning to the end. And they capped it off by beating the Celtics and magic won his first MVP. And that was a, that was the year that Kareem was 39 and played 40 minutes a game. The starting lineup was magic, Kareem, Rambis, Scott, and worthy that right there from beginning to end. That's the best Laker team of all time. My favorite team is Rick Fox, the fish. Well, hold on on that. That's the best okay. team. Okay. I want to okay. get everybody's thoughts yeah. on the best team. So that's your So which year again? 1987, the 87 title team. Where they won at Boston. Where they won at Boston. Baby, baby hook to beat Boston in game four. And went 65 and 17 in the regular season. Basically dominate from beginning to end. I'm going to say right now, I think that's a great team. That's a great choice. Uh, I still in the and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. When we start talking about the O one team, go ahead. Okay, because the O one team to me just the sheer domination. I just think that they were cruising throughout the entire season. You could tell they were, and once they turned it on in the playoffs, it was just all she wrote. Sixteen and one, man. You can't yeah. beat that. Fifteen and one. The O one team had an issue. I think around Christmas, Kobe was. I think that was really the first time you start seeing the the dialogue on, in the media about how Kobe wanted to show his skills because he's been putting a lot of work in. So they went 56 and 26 in 01. They were battling their identity at that point or during the first, I'd say, the th- first three-fourths of the season. Then Kobe got injured, and so did Derek Fisher. And then the end of March, they all came back. And then they won the last eight games in the regular season, then proceeded to go 15 and one. And Derek Fisher learned how to shoot. And Derek Fisher, Derek, most this miraculous was, thing in the world. This was, this, Der, Derek Fisher was a dead eye three point shooter after Derek that. Fisher. Yeah. Derek Fisher, besides Kobe, absolutely tearing San Antonio's heart, eating it, and then putting it back in. Well, D. Fish in that series followed Kobe, took the heart out again, and ate it all. He hit 16 of 20 three-point shots in that San Antonio sweep. That's how dominant. that San Antonio was a really good team in 01, and they made them look like chumps. By far, my favorite team, the ones that I actually watched, that I would even compare to the 96 Bulls or the 87 Lakers in terms of who would win, or even the 17 Warriors, I, I would put the 0-1 team against anybody towards that end of the year. What's cool about that that team is they went they went eight straight in the regular season in, in 0-1, went 15 and one in in the playoffs that year. The following year, still in the calendar, still in, in, in 2001 year, they started 16 and one. So you're talking about a team that went 
39 and two in their last like meaningful games. I want you guys to really just think about that for a second. 39 from the end of March till the end of December of that year in two different seasons, but meaningful games. They went 39 and two. That is as dominant a team as you will ever see in sports. And it doesn't get talked about enough because it's split off. But I'm sorry that, and the reason why they, they didn't. And then probably, the, but remember, also we got to remember the Lakers 33 in a row as well. That, that kind of overshadows it. That's, that's fine. I mean, if you're going to get overshadowed by your own team, that's fine. That, that, the, the whole, you know, I, I, I used to kind of giggle about the whole, uh, well, you know, this guy's going to beat the record. And this guy, I'm like, well, what do we care about? It's Kareem's record. He's a Laker, you know. Who cares? LeBron's going to break that the scoring. That was the, the longest period when we didn't have a championship. That that team that won the thirty-three in a row. Yeah, they, they 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 took care of a lot of a lot of that too. Was at that time and even until way way over in the nineties, we really didn't consider the Minneapolis titles part of the LA Laker titles. It wasn't until later where they got included. I think it was right around the 50-year uh, anniversary or the 50-year uh-huh. anniversary. We, did that. we never had an 18-year gap before, though. That that was really, you know, other than that, we were so Laker Tom, years. What is your thoughts on the best Lakers team? And then go into your favorites. Since we've already heard it from Joe. Right. I, I'd, the- have to, I'd, have to, I'd have to agree that the 2001 team was probably the best. My favorite team, though, is the 2000 team. The team that came back against Portland. I remember watching that game with no sound because my daughter-in-law had gone to the hospital with my first grandchild, and was 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 in the post-op. She hadn't had the child yet, but she was in a post-surgery room. So we were all being very quiet, except until that dunk, until Kobe threw that pass to Shaq and Shaq dunked, and then everybody in the room screamed, and my daughter-in-law jumped out of the bed, and it was a uh, but that that was my favorite team. That was the Kobe and Shaq team that just ended all of those years of of, of never getting there to just really finally realizing exactly everything that we've been hoping for. All of those years watching these guys struggle to get there. And you got to remember as Lakers fans, we weren't used to big long periods like this of, you know, where the Lakers weren't competitive. And every year, every time that the league evolves a little bit and things become the playing field gets a little more level and, you know, it becomes harder and harder for the Lakers to pull these championships out of a hat. But uh, that's my favorite team. That Kobe and Shaq, that, that Kobe and Shaq combo the first time. And you could call it three years. You could call it three years together. You know, that, that three peak, that's the impressive one. Um, and, and I'm, this is a guy who grew up in the bird and magic years. So it was hard for me to, to change that, you know, but the difference was that the difference was just the personalities of Kobe and Shaq and, and the, the fact that, uh, I don't know, the game just seemed different then, you know, it, it was a whole difference. We had, we had started to get into the, into another whole era where the sport had just started to evolve from just being the, these little magazine articles you'd read once a year until the NBA was becoming part of what it, of the juggernaut that it's become, but 
it's hard choosing those teams, you know, uh, and that's I'm looking forward to when all of these all of these things are finally in on the on the new Lakers video or series. I'm going to watch the whole thing, but I, I just can't do it on a weekly basis. Okay. But I'm, what I'm really looking forward with, we should at the end of that, once all of us have watched the show again, because I may have a different feeling after going back and looking at those, because I saw all of those games. I remember those 33 wins. I remember sitting in most of them. I was at the radio listening to check um, because the games were on TV uh, or I didn't have cable back then or whatever it was. But uh, periods like that just jump out at you. You know, I mean, that 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 33 game streak, uh, Gail Goodrich playing and, and Will finally winning as a Laker, you know, those all of those things just were really special. Absolutely. Some great memories indeed. I can tell you the 2009 series. Uh, I know that I was cited for uh, uh, a lot of things, including the you know, jumping up and down. Well, it, I know they, I was I was really excited, but I was so excited because I was in a hospital uh, visiting someone in the hospital that was jumping up and down. And I, they, they asked me to go ahead and almost asked me, they do it anymore. And I leave the hospital. So I know that was uh, something that I got the calls. Cop, I got the cops called on me uh, for the after that Fisher point four shot. Oh, that was actually the two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Somebody, somebody thought somebody thought I was beating my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I've had a neighbor call the cops before Dude. because of two raucous celebrations at the house. Well, that was two thousand ten, but I know two thousand nine. I was actually around the Staples Center at that time because I was during E three, and I saw that the Kendricks Perkins injury, and I saw him at ESPN Zone with two other Boston Celtics at the time. And it was so funny. I was laughing because in between game six and game seven and all the, the guys were, were kind of bummed sitting out there as they're eating because they knew that we're going to lose the championship and they ended up losing it the next day. And that was a great memories. But I would say the best again, 2001, just so dominant in the playoffs, like no other team in NBA history. I just think that the. But you really got to call that the three. It's really the Kobe Shaq team. Yeah, it was That's a Kobe Shaq team, but they really had it. They had a great supporting. They had a good yeah, enough supporting. Yeah, the supporting cast could change a little bit each year and so forth, but the heart of that team was was those guys, man. But my favorite, and actually of all the, yeah, you because know, I've gone ever since the '80s. I've been through all the '80s championships. I've been through the heartbreak of what Michael Jordan did to us, ripping out our hearts in the uh, early '90s, as for so to speak. Uh, but the 2000 series, obviously, those were great times and so dominant with three peat. Mm-hmm. Later on, the back-to-back in 2009 and 2010, some great memories there. But you know what? I'm going to say because where the world was at and the fear that a lot of people had as far as what was going on with the coronavirus and how our lives had changed for many of us around that time, I'm going to say, and the fact that I was doing this show in its early days at that point in time, and I had such a great group of people working with me on that show, I'm going to say, and the, the emotions that I felt on that day, I'm going to say the 2020 is my favorite team. I know it's not the best. It will never be considered the best. It's not even in the top five Laker teams of all time. I understand that. I get that. I'm not going to argue that. But for what the world was going through at that point in time, for what we were going through as a family and everything that was going on there, for me, I just know also as well, being able to experience it with one of my daughters who was really excited to go ahead and see what was going on she this was the first time she could really see a lakers championship because she was so small when they won their back-to-back so i just think as a as a lakers fan for me and what we were going through around the world at that point of time 
I just think that the 2020 is something special in my heart. So we finally tied the Celtics, man. That's yeah. got to count a lot. That's got to count a lot. Absolutely. That's obviously great, great, great so, points, Gerald. Great points. I agree with you. 100. Yeah, we were just so happy. You know, you could actually catch it. I know Joe's getting a tear in his eye right now, but if you catch uh, well, that, it was also like it was also like it was for Kobe. You know, yes. I mean. You really had to feel like just that. the emotions, just the emotions we were feeling at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, there was just, we were happy. We were crying. We were so, we were looking for a distraction in the, that was going on in the world. And for us Lakers fans, <laughs> when Russ wins finals MVP and we win our 18th this year, Joe, be nice. Really be ecstatic. And as John McHaley is saying, and uh, yeah, good point. It's the only Lakers championship that never got a parade. So. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But, and of course, you know, what it was. Uh, you know what, Joe? Joe. Oh, hey. just, it's a good thing it's getting to the end of the show. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that, young man. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Joe uh, and Laker Tom, appreciate your sharing your memories. I know when we get back to Sunday, we're going to be on the show Sunday. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to go ahead and talk everything as Lakers and, you know, obviously get back into that again. For everyone that has taken the time to watch us today live, I truly appreciate it because we know the NFL started up this evening. We know that everybody has one eye on the game going on. So I truly appreciate it. Paul, so, yeah. 2020, yeah. he remembers because yeah. of Rondo, Caruso, and KCP going off. A lot of great stories there. Of course, even on the show, how I didn't get on the Rondo train until the last moment about the Rondo playoff train because I thought he was he was washed and then grabbing they, grabbing they, the one handed grab of the yes of the I did I did though at the last minute I did during the playoffs I said okay I'll get yeah, on we the didn't floor. give him, we didn't give him a seat though he had to stand in the aisle yeah that's waited true. too that's long true. waited too long man well that's okay I, I I got on it though that's that's the point but yeah it was just a great time for everyone out there on the show if you go check out the archives for the Lakers fast break or listen to the archives Rondo, Rondo had a great series man I he wasn't mean, missing he wasn't missing a shot I was going like no, wow he was he was elite <laughs> he and was he the was, third he, he was seriously he was if if Rondo he was, best, played, he was the third best player on the on the team he, he was. If he yeah, had LeBron played like that, AD both played the best they've ever played. If he had played like that in 2010, the Lakers would have lost in six to the Celtics. So funny because John says, "Get that San Diego State Aztec off the screen, Alo." Excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to find you. you. I know San where you Diego live. State? Yes, I did. Oh, I went there too. Yes. Where didn't you go to college? You said UCLA, USC. And yeah, I, I went to San Diego State, too. Did I lived down there. Go ahead and sample all the different colleges. Did you go to Pepperdine? I just didn't know what I wanted to do, and I, and they just kept giving Kelsey me student Fulton. loans, so I just kept going, you know? Okay, Can the I power say? of student loans. There you go. <laughs> but but I paid all of mine off, unfortunately. I, otherwise, I might have. Me, too. But you know, I don't begrudge that because I'm not gonna, I'm not going to stay anything. There's a lot of a lot of those a lot of those people who are paying those student loans did not get fair deals from the colleges that they were going to. A lot of over half of those people did not graduate from college. They were paying off debts that they incurred trying to get an education. I don't want to get on that subject because that's a touchy subject as is amongst many things around the world, and that's one reason why I really like the 2020. Lakers team 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay, well, I will say that we've got. Some, I didn't know it was going to stop like too. that. Mm. All right. Well, I will say that it's a joke. Uh, it's a joke. Relax. It's okay. It's, a, it's joke. a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Indeed. There you go. That's 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 right there. So, but but once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We're heading out here a little bit early today for us lately because I know we've been going ninety minutes. But you guys seem to like it. You guys seem to watch it. You guys seem to listen to it. So we are truly appreciative that you do and that you stay with us. But Joe Soro, you can go ahead and catch him. I hope around lakersball.com be part of one of the great groups that they have there today at lakersball.com laker tom you can go ahead and check out his latest article he just dropped it earlier today i believe it was because i saw the actual tweet in question that's would the lakers be committing suicide by bringing back russell westbrook (laughs) (laughs) it's one way to say it it is it is it is yeah, but I will say, if you go ahead and catch his great articles there, plus also Jamie Sweet's Five Things articles, please do so and comment there at Lakerholics.com. I'm hoping that everybody can join us on Sunday. And also, again, if you have any last-minute questions for me to go ahead and ask Stephen Leckert, the executive producer, or one of the executive producers behind the Legacy Series, I interview him tomorrow, and I'll drop that tomorrow sometime on this channel the YouTube, and also I'll try to see if I can drop it on Facebook as well. So please go ahead and check it out. But if you have any questions for him that I can go ahead and relate to him on the air at Lakers Fast Break or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo. Well, guys, truly appreciate you stopping by. Again, Laker Tom, Joe Sorrell, I know keeping an eye on the NFL game. Everyone out there has also been watching the NFL, so appreciate you taking the time to catch us. But we do go ahead and try to say what we do and mean what we say when it comes to trying to go ahead and put out shows out there for you so looking forward to going ahead and having a conversation on sunday as well group chat will be back so looking forward to more great shows coming up in the not too distant future right here at the lakers basketball podcast